listening to Table for One Dumb Boy. That's funny, I don't care who you are. Who's back? We are. We are. We are. I just told you your joke. I texted this bitch today. <laughs> I said, We're good, right? And she said, We are. And then texted back, We are. We are. Youth of the Nation. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke right there, boy. That's a good ass joke right there, boy. But yeah, we back in the studio. We got Dorian up in the mix. The bitch is back. Where the bitch on the bitch on the bitch is back. I'm sorry for my absence, you guys. I was dealing with my horrible lupus and my flare-ups and stress from work and other stuff, personal stuff with me and Nick. I hated him, and I didn't really want to um, record with him. But that is a lie. We're back. You're a liar, though. No, I didn't hate him. You a goddamn lie. <laughs> I got summer balls. We're hanging out at the end of the other night. Well, do y'all know what summer balls are? Well, I'll tell you. And if you're a guy, you fucking know, because during the summer, you get them. Especially around... It wasn't so much young when I was younger. Mm-hmm. It comes with age. And when, make no mistake about it. Once you hit 30, you start getting old man balls. Really? You'll sit on them fuckers. Yeah, yours always come out. Yeah, like they fall out. Like I, I get why my <laughs> grandpa's balls would be hanging out and shit now, because mine Wait, do. to see his balls hanging Hell out. Hell yeah. <laughs> Dude, you know what my grandpa oh my said one time? This is my, my, my dad's dad. He, he, he man, he was so fucking funny. Lost he, to the wild. One time, you know what he told me uh, eating eggs would do? What? He said, boy, uh, you eat eggs, man. That'll make your dick grow so big you'll be tripping over it. You'll be, your dick will be dragging on the ground. Well, he said eggs would do it. Because you ate boiled eggs during your um, diet, and I don't see any growth. Okay. We go in there. <laughs> No, it's what, what, my dad used to say crazy shit like like what f- like how food would affect you in certain ways. It was just like bogus shit. And then when I think about it, my grandpa saying that it makes sense. Can I eat something to make my stomach flatter? Well, it, according to him, probably, but uh, it's not true. The eggs thing's obviously not true because I mean you just said it right there. But summer balls though y'all know what summer balls are though when it's summer it gets real bad like a song or like some type of event that's the name of the episode for sure (laughs) summer balls the bitch is back yes but uh, i got them i sat on them when i came to pick you up from work earlier (laughs) it fucking sucks they'll stick (laughs) to your fucking like i sat on them (laughs) they sit on they, they stick to your fucking leg it's nuttier than squirrel turds, Tor- uh, Dorian. I just thought of something else to talk about. I'm going to make that my first thing. when well, I Let's go ahead. Let, go ahead and talk about it now. So, yeah, you guys, I have a lot of stuff to talk about on this episode since I haven't been around. It's your absence. And we got some stuff to cover yeah. that, uh, you know. Requested. Requested. But this first thing, this happened today at work. And it really pissed me off. Like, I texted Nick about it because I was like, is this bitch serious? So... I have a new supervisor who is awesome. She's not horrible in any way. She's just very. You're not going to get in trouble for this, the book. Right? No. Okay. I'm not saying any names. And okay. she knows I love her. And I, kept, I keep it real all the time. Okay. So they know how I am. But um, 
basically we have these different like phone statuses that you go into if you ever worked for like a call center in this type of place where you make calls you probably know what i'm talking about i had to explain it to me but okay like if you're taking a call you go into ready if you are finishing something up you're going to after call we have break lunch and then personal personal is supposed to be used for restroom purposes or if you have a phone call to make or just whatever personal that you're doing so I proceed to go to the restroom. I was gone for maybe like nine minutes or something like that. I come back. She's talking to another soup, and they were just standing there. Another soup? Yeah. You call them soups? Yeah, soup. We all do. <laughs> well, sounds to me from this, if she were a soup, she'd be a chicken noodle soup because she's a chicken shit for this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Definitely. But I sit down at my desk. I'm getting ready to log back in and go back to work. And she's like, oh, Dorian, um, I saw that you were in personal. Did you know you were in personal for nine minutes? And, like, everybody was looking at me while she said this, including her, the other soup, and, you know, coworkers. I looked at her. More of a broth. I'm like, yes, I'm aware I was. Personal is for the restroom. I had to number two. I had to shit. Mm. So I'm like. Yummy. I'm going to um, ask you a question, ma'am. Would you have rathered me shit it, shard it at my desk or in the bathroom? Which is the better option? And she started laughing. And she was like, Lord, you in that mouth. But I'm like, why are you questioning me about me going into personal? I had to go to the restroom. It's not going to take two seconds if you have to shit. Yes. It was morning time. You know, your bowels are moving. Excuse me if this is coming off gross, but I'm just saying, like, don't question me about... Oh, we get real on here. We get what real. What the fuck I do in the bathroom? If I went to the bathroom to finger myself, that's my business. Well, I don't know about that. That's my business. Well, I mean, they, that's like me being like, if I went to the bathroom and crank one off, man, then it's not your fucking business. Like, yeah, maybe don't jerk off in the bathroom at work and finger yourself there. We're but, not going to go there because I have a lot of stuff I can say about that in regards to you. Okay. <laughs> not a fan. Um, But yeah, that really, really pissed me off. And I'm just like, seriously, what would have been your reaction if your manager or super somebody asked you that well, I mean, it's happened to me before, and I've said basically done the same thing as you. Like, I was shitting. Is there a problem? Right. I remember I'm one like, time. Yeah. I mean, it's happened to me like during a rush once. I was yeah. sick. Yeah. Um, and I went and threw like I was throwing up. Mm-hmm. Technically, in the service industry sh- should be asked to leave. Honestly, like if you're yeah. throwing up and stuff, if you have diarrhea, you're not supposed to be working in the service industry. I heard that. And which is I've broken that law plenty of times. <laughs> Almost every day of me working when I was on uh, Roxy's. But, yeah, I, I've dealt with that, and it's bullshit. I, I, I walked out of that job pissed off about it uh, and get it, was begged to stay. I say, oh, you don't have to um, tell me, like, specific details, but you're asking, so I'm telling you the truth. Like, do you want me to lie and say, oh, I was just lilagagging on my phone talking to my man? Like, no, I had to use the restroom. I didn't know there was a time limit on shitting. Yeah, I mean, plus you weren't doing that. You weren't lollygagging talking to me. no. You know? I'm just like, seriously, bad bitch, dismissed. Yeah, because you hadn't talked to me at all till that text when you told me about that. Right. But yeah, bullshit. Um, Ridiculous. Something, it, something happened on Twitter today. You know, it wouldn't be an episode if I weren't complaining about something on Twitter. But something <laughs> happened on Twitter today that uh, 
it's a little annoying. It reminds me of something that I, I'm pretty fucking annoyed by that's consistently happening on there between brands like Wendy's and McDonald's. Basically, any brand now, any brand, name it. Like, it's crazy. Like, you'll have Dr. Shoals talking shit to, like, Sonic Drive Through on Twitter now. Uh, <laughs> my friend, uh, uh, New York comic, uh, Doye Travis, uh, retweeted Natural Light because I'm uh, Cardi B made a post that said, I wonder how pee tastes like, because she's retarded. Uh, she said, I wonder how, she tweeted, I wonder how pee tastes like. Natural Light tweeted at her, Ask Miller Light. Uh, ha, 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 ha. Get it? Because it tastes like piss, which is weird because Miller Light's better than Nat- Natural Light's like date rape beer. That's I like you have, you have five fucking dollars. I was and, never a beer drinker. Well, Natural Light's the worst beer there is just about. I mean, besides like, I think Bush Light might even be better. Like it's it's pretty fucking bad, but uh, Doye uh, retweeted them and said, "Shut the fuck up." You know he's a comedian. You know he's gonna tweet shit like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Natural Light tweeted back at him, "Damn, a comedian who can't take a joke." And uh, I tweeted at them. I think everyone's just exhausted with this self-aware brand bullshit on Twitter, which. They are. Cause Have that, you seen Wendy's Twitter? Yeah, it's fucking annoying. It, that's what I'm talking about, shit. Like they're the Target worst. Also, they're the they're the main offenders in yeah. this. This is kind of this is the what I'm talking about is them. Uh, but I said that, and me and Doye's reactions, like we got more uh, people liking that than what they said originally. Well, <laughs> I think at the Ask Miller Light thing, that was to Cardi B, so they got like nearly three thousand likes on it. But uh, nobody liked the damn comedian can't take a joke thing. And uh, it just kind of goes to show you people are annoyed with this shit at this point. Yeah, I want to go back to like brands lying to me and not pulling the curtain back. You know what I mean? Like I want to be lied to. I want McDonald's right. and Wendy's to be like, I don't want Wendy's to be like, hey, you fat tub of shit. Here's a fucking chicken sandwich that's been sitting under a heat lamp for three hours. Uh, it, like do I know that that's what it is? Yeah, I fucking know that. But, like, I don't... You're advertising to me. Right. I miss the days when you were actually advertising to me. And it's exactly. this, this, this stupid fucking self-aware, like, everybody's a fucking nihilist, including uh, mm-hmm. the fucking uh, corporations that make millions and billions of dollars. Uh, it's Social just, media has opened the world to a lot of foolery, as I say. Yeah, it's made everybody a nihilist, which... Uh, you should be honestly, but it, it, it gets exhausting when uh, it, that's the brand of humor we're shooting for now. Which I'm a, it, it, honestly, that's what kind of my brand of humor is. Maybe that's why it rubs me the wrong way. Is I feel like I don't want Wendy's still in my thunder because that's not who they are. First of all, yeah, uh, I don't know. It's a weird psychological thing, I guess, that I need to talk to a therapist about. We need to talk about the Wendy's, like, right right below my apartment on the hill. Yeah, go off. That place fucking sucks. If you go there between, like, The one on Valley. Yes. The one on Valley Avenue here in Homewood. If you go there between, like, 11 and 1, then everything is fresh, tastes fabulous, tastes wonderful. If it's any time past that, the crew, the managers, they don't give them a suck. fuck. This shit is cold. Like I would, I can't forget how many times me and Nick have went there like late at night, not super late, but I would be like, hey, okay, I want a four for four with the double stack, and I'm like, please tell, 
I don't want it to be cold. Right. And we're not asking for service with a fucking smile. We get it. You work it at was Wendy's. Always cold. And it would piss yeah, me off every time. so bad. I don't want to have to come home and warm up my food that I just paid for. Even right. If that's the thing. That's the fucking thing, though. That's the thing. Is like, we're not asking for service with a smile. I don't want you to be like, oh, thank you so much. You've made right. my, you've put money in my pocket, and I'm going to go feed myself and my family yeah. with this. It's like, you could barely, barely fucking do that. Chick fil A service there. Yeah, we don't need that. <laughs> You know, Chick-fil-A can tone it the fuck down, too, with the yeah. Nazis. We need to find a medium somewhere. Can I rub your back as well? Would you like some Chick-fil-A sauce It's like, that? no, you're a fucking 14-year-old. I'm not Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> I don't want you fucking rubbing my back, you know? But, yeah, it's 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 odd, and I don't like it. Uh, and I think it's probably some kind of deep psychological thing to do with my my type of humor is, I guess, nihilistic and, and negative, mm-hmm. which I'm working on, honestly. I'm trying not to be negative as much. You're uh, working on a lot of stuff, and I feel like you're making light years of progress. You think so? I do. Good. I'm glad, because I was thinking the other day, I was actually thinking last night, like I kept waking up, and uh, I was thinking, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a pretty negative person. I'm, t- I'm not really, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get angry and I have anger problems, but I'm not mm-hmm. really like I'm. I'm a. I feel like at my core a good person and do what's right for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not shitty to people. No, uh, I'm mean. I say mean shit, and I. But but if it's like deserved, you know what I mean. There's a lot of stuff you don't say that you could though. Right, I'm not right. Go into details. I'm just saying. Well, yeah, and I think I'm on. I think I'm. I pride myself on honesty mostly. Yeah. So. uh whether that comes off mean or shitty sometimes, I don't know. That's like up to you to decide, I guess. Um, unless it's about you, then, you know, you're biased and, you know, maybe I'm telling the truth about you and you don't like it. It's really that's what so it is. Bane. You probably think this joke is about you. Probably. <laughs> but uh, honestly, though, what uh, I'm trying to do is stop being so negative. But I was thinking last night, I asked you earlier, this is kind of why I asked you this, but I asked you when I picked you up from work and I was taking you on, I was asking you if you were religious you remember when I asked you that a minute ago? I, I asked do. you if, if you, you believe in God and stuff. I don't know. I I, I, I grew up religious, mm-hmm. and I don't know what this says about me or where I'm at in my life, but I'm thinking of dipping my toes back into it. Because mm-hmm. I, I think about death a lot lately, yeah. especially lately. Understandable. Uh, and it scares me more than it used to. Used to, it didn't as much. Uh, as much as I joke about suicide and stuff, I don't actually want to die. Uh, I do worry because here's what worries me a lot. It makes me think about it. The older we get, you notice how like years just get past you. Like time just slips by you, and it's like I remember being in school and that seeming like a whole lifetime. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you were growing mm-hmm. up, seemed like forever. It was forever. And now, <laughs> like, five years doesn't seem like shit, but then it was like a fucking eternity. Yeah. Now time goes by super fast. Five years well, isn't I shit you, I now. I believe I'm going to be 31 Friday. Like, I feel like I just was turning 25, like, and I'm already going to be 31. Well, like, time goes by super fast. It's terrifying, and it, it's weird how five years is not anything now when used to it was so much. And uh, I start thinking about, like, I, it makes you start thinking about what there is after this. Um, and for a while, for, for most of my life, I've thought probably nothing. But do I really want to take that chance? But when you get religious, though, when you're religious and you turn your life over to Christ and stuff like that, and don't worry, I'm not going to get into like a religious thing and start talking about Jesus and stuff. I'm just talking about what I'm kind of going through mentally right now. Uh, but I think the whole thing is like me, me thinking 
this sounds like I'm trying to say I'm trying to cover my ass when I die, get insurance basically for when I die. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you know that you you're not supposed to, that's not supposed to be why you do it. No, um, is a big part of it. But it's like, what if I can't get over that hurdle that like I'm doing it for? In, does that make sense? What if I can't get over the hurdle that I'm only doing it for insurance? I'm tell you what, my grandmother always instilled in me and told me. We, like I said, I grew up like the usual Southern Baptist Christian boy, girl, whatever. <laughs> and um, she just always taught me to be a nice person. Like we went to church. She always taught me to do the right thing. We didn't go every Sunday. We weren't like at Bible study. We weren't at like the church events and stuff like some people. Everything in our household was not based off of religion. Like That's healthy. Right, and it wasn't beaten into me like a lot of people that I know that I grew up with. But I guess my point in saying is, like, I was always taught as long as you live your life the right way and you're a decent person and try to do what's right, that you'll still get to heaven. And it doesn't have anything to do with you being extra religious. But to answer your question again that we talked about in the car, for me personally, it's not like I don't talk about religion really at all Mm -hmm. but as i was telling you i have my own personal relationship with god i pray how often do you believe like every other day not every day probably every other day see i don't that's crazy like i didn't know that about you really right because it's like a personal Personal thing thing for me do you do it at work i do do you ever do it here in the bathroom yeah okay that's interesting i didn't know that about you and like, then it's like another thing is like the things that you have went through in your life, that's something that will strengthen your faith. With me, I was diagnosed with lupus at 17 years old. To me, I'm thinking I'm going to die. I didn't know a lot about it. And in my opinion, yeah, doctors and stuff and keeping myself healthy has kept me alive. But I feel like my faith and I look to God for the reason as to why I'm still here because mm-hmm. I know so many people that have lupus or my sister knows people they've had and they're dying or died they've went through so much horrible stuff health wise and the only thing I deal with is like getting sick sometimes and like pain but as far as like being hospitalized I've only been hospitalized once and I'm going to be 31 so from 17 to 31 I was only in the hospital once okay so stuff like that, like things it'll make I've you, been through. Yeah, it'll make you uh, strengthen your faith, like you said. Yeah, like I've prayed to be where I am today. And I know sometimes I'd be like, I'm not proud of myself and stuff. And I feel kind of bad thinking I should be further into what I would consider a perfect life. But the things I have now, I've prayed for these things and it came true. Yeah. Because there was a time where I didn't have anything. Yeah. Well, grow well. I'd say from age fourteen till fairly recent. Well, not fairly recently. In the past, from fourteen to like I would say twenty five. Let's say that mm-hmm. I was pretty much. I I started staying up when I was twenty three, and I wasn't like an atheist really mm-hmm. then it was starting to get into more agnostic territory which is just yeah. you don't know what you believe is right. instead of being like I don't believe in shit you just yeah. sound like I don't know what there is yeah. Uh, but, like, from age 14 to, like, let's say 23, I was, like, a straight-up atheist. Um, and part of it's just, like, rebellion, I guess, because I grew up in church. Yeah. And I'd felt a lot of people were hypocritical there, and that, that, that had to be the wrong way. And I was, pro- I was probably wrong about a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. For the most part, the church I grew up in was... Uh, 
fairly, you know, good people there. My mom still goes there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, you know, I haven't had great luck. So, like, I'd chalk that up to there is no God and there's not anything. But uh, 23 till now, like, I'm like, I, 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 as each year passes, I start to respect and, like, not harp on that shit because I respect people's religions and that, that helps you and that's what you want to believe. I, you're not hurting anybody. Some people do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole Catholic Church, for the most part. Yeah. Uh, not all Catholics, obviously. I have Catholics that listen to this show. Obviously not. Some of the best people I know in my fucking life. If you're practicing Catholic, I don't mean, you know, you specifically or any anybody specifically. It just, like, just, you know, there's obviously, like, bad stuff that the Catholic Church has done, like covering yeah. up child molestation and stuff but right. i don't think that should speak for the whole church as a whole like people that practice it but yeah it has uh made me kind of uh not be as harsh about it and be a little more open-minded about it now i'm at a point where i'm like maybe i want to dip my foot in it a little bit and see what it's about not catholicism specifically but um you know where my mom goes to church which is a uh, southern baptist uh church uh which i'm not saying is 100 percent the right way either but it's something to open my mind to more than i'm an adult i feel like you should then another thing like this is something you also don't know i prayed before me and you got together like literally maybe i would say roughly four months even though i was in a relationship during that time you know the stuff i went through in the relationship yeah yeah i wasn't happy but i prayed for god to bring a good guy into my life and i had like a specific prayer and the Mm -hmm. prayer was like the guy does not have to be perfect he doesn't have to have a lot of money i just want somebody who loves me for who i am who treats me nice and who isn't ashamed of me that was always something that i had a issue with as you know yeah and when we first met each other, like I had no idea our relationship would turn into what it had. Yeah, me either. But it's like the more we're together, you know, we have disagreements, whatever. And just the more time we spend together, sometimes I just look at you and I'm like, this is the guy that I pray for. Yeah. And that's another reason why I have such strong faith because, like, I never thought that I would be in a relationship like this ever because I never me either usually I've always been a secret I've always been some secret person in the dark like just want me for sexual reasons that's it like and guys would throw stuff at me like gifts money and stuff like that but it was never anything more than that no public outings Mm -hmm. and you know that's a lot for somebody to deal with especially with me yeah with you it is for sure exactly but um yeah i I think about it a lot though is like you know in the past that's been like that with you and you deserve somebody to just treat you like a person right so that's what i do that's what i try to do not a fetish yeah no that's what i try to do with you because i mean you know it's not a fetish with you it's you know like i want to be with you or i wouldn't (laughs) yeah But uh, who would have thought this fucking show would have turned into me talking about maybe finding God (laughs) 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 and (laughs) praying about relationship shit? (laughs) But no, it is. It's weird how the world turns out. Mm -hmm. But we can we can move on from that though. I didn't wasn't even really going to talk about that. So 
you want to ping pong like I do my story, you do yours, or how do you want to do it? Yeah, I mean, you can you can do one. Go ahead. Okay. We got we got plenty to talk about. Let me look into my little phone. Well, I was gonna say, I mean, really, I'll go into this later after your story, but um, okay. I, uh, I'm very fucking sore. I haven't gone to the gym in a couple of days. I was going to go today, but I'm sore as shit because I was cleaning my dad's house out yesterday. That's not why he's sore. He's sore because I bent him over. Yeah, that's what it is. And I fucked him with a strap on. A giant. One of those for Requiem (laughs) for a Dream. Have you ever seen that movie? No. The fucking double-headed dildo at the end. They go ass to ass. Oh, my God. It was two guys? No, it's two girls. (laughs) Uh, Heroin addicts. Just doing it for heroin money. But, yeah, go ahead. So, the next thing I'm going to talk about... I am going to address what was requested for me to talk about. So if you're listening, don't think I'm not going to talk about it. But it's a joke. It's not really a joke. It was a comment that was made. You know that show I watch, Love and Hip Hop, the ratchet show that you hate? Yeah, yeah. Once say I hate it. Okay. I don't like the people on it. Yeah. But it's inter- I can see the entertainment value. It's hilarious. I love some good ratchet reality TV, and that's definitely what it is. Well, the reason I like it is watching you watch it. My reaction. Yes. <laughs> But okay, and you and your sister talking about it, right? Two of the um, cast members they had their reunion the other day, and they were arguing. And so, one of them, her name is Pooh. The other girl, her name is Shakana. So Pooh said to Shakana, "Like, bitch, your ass is fat, short, and uncomfortable looking." And I was <laughs> like. I've never heard it before. Like, that kind of made me laugh. Because I'm like, ooh, that's something new for me to say. Bitch, you fat, short, and uncomfortable looking. Just uncomfortable looking alone is pretty <laughs> sick burn. You're going to need aloe to rub Right. I was like, if that wasn't the biggest blow. And then she has, like, this funny voice, the way that she talks. And she thinks everybody wants to be her. She's like, all these bitches I'm loving hip-hop, they be hating on me because they want to live like me. And she did an Instagram video at her house. Her husband is, like, this big music executive. She don't do shit. She has no job. Yeah, none of them do. Right. But, um... Honestly, I mean, some of them own startups, quote-unquote, but, like, <laughs> that's not... That's because it's funded by some rapper they're fucking or a basketball exactly. player. But she had her daughter take an IG video of her home, and she was, like, standing up on her, whatever it was, in the house, and she was talking about, yeah, all the bitches hating on me. Show them the um, piano. Show them the grand piano over there. Uh-huh. Show them the piano that fucking LeBron James bought for me. The waterfalls. All y'all hoes just mad because y'all can't live like me. So if Dwight Howard bought me that fucking uh, line <laughs> that's in the cage over there. A fan commented and was like, you wouldn't have any of this if it wasn't for your husband. And she was like, well, clearly you care because you're watching. So they put money in my pocket or something like this. She was like, so bitch, I do work. No, you don't. It's like, no, but he, you didn't counterpoint what he said. Right. And something I was always taught was God can give you and he can take it away. It's happened to me. It can happen to anybody. Like, It'd be funny bitch, if he did. You're somebody's, and they're not even really married. It came out on the um, reunion show that they're not married. They applied for a marriage license, but never fully went through with it. So she's not even his wife. So if he dropped her today, she wouldn't get shit. Yeah. At all. No, that'd be hilarious. I hope it. Ha- let's pray that happens. Who? That's her name. Miss Pooh. Let's pray to God that happens. <laughs> Who loses her grand I piano? I mention it because I have been telling my coworkers about it. Never laughed. It was like uncomfortable looking. That's a new one. Yeah, it is a good one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, I I skipped the gym the day before yesterday just to take a day off. 
You know, I like to take. I'd, I'd like to go six days a week, take one day off to rest and cheat. And uh, then yesterday, that's day two of not going. But I was like, I'm at my mom, or I'm with my mom helping clean up my dad's house, and it was a pretty good workout. I'm fucking sore as shit. Can't move my fucking legs. So uh, there's that. No, no. Yesterday was the only day I did. I went the day before yesterday. Sorry. So today's day two. I'd be freaking out by now if I, it was three days in a row not going. But uh, today's day two, and uh, it feels weird. Like I'm wondering if I'm gonna get body dysmorphia because like I am obsessed with going. Like I, it's like I can't fucking function if I don't now. And it's is that so healthy? You wonder if you're gonna get. I feel like you do have it. Like because you will go in the mirror and be looking at your stomach, and I constantly tell you, Nick, you look good. Like you look good, and you feel like. I, maybe you see your body in a different way. No, I don't I do. see you it, know it as anything. I feel it. Like, it's more yeah. of a feeling. Like, I feel sloppy if I take Compared a couple of days off. Compared to where off. you were, you're in a good space. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, but you know how I am. I prefer you to have, like, a little me. I don't like, like I mean, yeah, skinny, skinny well, man. The thing is, though, is I always will. Like, the diet I have, um, I try to stay pretty strict on it, but, like, I'm going to cheat every now and then. But uh, my friend Wade, who's on the show every now and then, told me something before I started that has be stuck with sandwich. me. Sandwich. Yeah, be ham <laughs> sandwich. Um, he told me something that stuck with me because he 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 goes to the same gym I do and started before I did. Kind of, you know, got me into it. He uh, said, you know, you'll never be able to outwork a bad diet, uh, and it's true. Like if you exceed a certain amount of calories and just eat like shit but go to the gym every day it's not gonna make a difference in fact could uh not help at all I, like i mean it, it, it we won't even maintain something like you'll still get fatter yeah like even going to the gym well i know a lot of people that like work out consistently but like you said say they have like cheat days yeah, i know they, lately they, your cheat days have been more but yeah, let's say every you're day. healthy all week and then on the weekend you eat like that's, something you enjoy that's fine yeah uh Cause i used to do that when i worked out well there's different diets and workout routines the one i'm doing that i'm committed to uh won't i won't be able to outwork a bad diet because I'm not willing to put in hours and hours at the gym like some people do. I, I, I'll go for about 45 minutes to an hour tops. Yeah. I, I've been to the gym an hour, maybe a handful of times. But it's usually 30 to 45 minutes I go. And it's a quick workout. But, uh, yeah, it, I feel like ass if I don't go. And it, I think I think doing that's not healthy. But, um, but I went to my dad's yesterday and was cleaning. And I found... Um, I was going through some stuff, and, you know, he had a pen pal from 1975. He would have been 15 years old. And uh, it was from a girl from Japan, and it read, Dear Mr. Tommy Thomas, I'm very glad to write you. And this is verbatim, so it's, you know, it's a, her English isn't 100%. So she's like, now let me introduce myself to you. My name is Reiko Ito. I'm, I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. I'm a girl of 15 years old and in the first year of Takachiho Senior High School. My birthday is October 29th. My hobbies are listening to music and to communicate with a person. My favorite musicians are the Carpenters, the Beatles, John Denver, etc. I'll tell you more about myself, my family, and my country, Japan, in my future letters. 
which I would love to find. I think there are a couple more that I didn't really go through. I want to be your good pen pal. If you have any question, please feel free to ask me, and I'll be willing to answer your questions. What do you have color, eyes, and hair? Uh, and I thought that was interesting. She put, included her name. So I got on Instagram today, and I think I found her. I didn't tell you this, but I think I found this person. No, you didn't. Uh, I messaged her and sent her the letter. She hasn't said anything back, but I'm hoping to hear something. That would be really goddamn cool, though. It's weird. Like, my dad was not by any means like when you watch the show hoarders. Like, nothing to that extent. But he was a hoarder. Cleaning out his house, uh, I'm starting to realize that more. He kept everything. Yeah. And... I'm kind of glad because every Saturday I go over there to clean, it's kind of like finding something new out about my dad. Yeah. Nothing bad. Like, it's just like I'm picking apart layers of his life each week, and it's interesting. Like, uh, you know, and I want to respect, you know, him not being here to talk or maybe not wanting his personal life, no matter, despite how, like, I don't think it's embarrassing, but he's a very, he was a very private person. But, you know, like, I found stuff like love letters to ex-girlfriends and stuff like that and stuff people he met before my mom. And it's interesting, like, reading the type of person he was. He was a very kind person and uh, smart and funny. <clears throat> and uh, I just like that uh, it's been cathartic, kind of, uh, and helped me a lot, like, cleaning cleaning his house out and finding out stuff about him like that. Um the love letters were interesting. Uh, you know, just, uh, I, I found some, I guess he, some of you must not have sent, uh, but you know, it was just kind of like, you know, little love letter, blah, 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 gushy stuff. And, uh, he, he, he was, I didn't know he like was good. Like I, I've known him my whole life, obviously. And he would talk to me and he was, you know, uh, good at talking, I guess, but he's good at like putting, pen to paper too he uh you know wrote a love letter to some uh girl he was dating when he was younger and you know at the end he was like i love you so much uh and just p.s you know you're really good at checkers and just shit like that you know it's just interesting so like uh i guess him being a horror has kind of paid off in that way to where i learn a lot about him and <laughs> I find that very interesting. Uh, and I'm hoping to hear back from his pen pal. Uh, I'll keep you all updated on that. Uh, and that's really all I wanted to say about that. Um, so, I mean, if you want to do your thing now. Okay. You can... Um, um, I like this uh, setup of doing okay, it this way. We should try to make it more like that. And keep it balanced. So... I did have something else I want to talk about first. I'm going to go ahead and bring this in since I see this. So... I don't know what the deal is with these guys that I work with. Um, oh, God. Right. I'm not going to say, like, you already know. or anything. You guys already know. It's a guy at my job. Homophobe. That, um, yes, major homophobe, transphobe. He just posted something last week about this. Now he's posting something else. So he says, I respect your decision to live how you want it's your life and no one else's, but I don't have to acknowledge it. Well, ex- we explain what he's re- in reference to. It's yeah. a trans woman uh, holding a sign that says, real men respect trans women, which, fair. 
fair. Right. I think that's fair. Um, I think we live in that time now. Uh, I understand there's a, a growing period and an adjustment period uh, that takes some time to adjust to this new world we live in. It's not. It didn't used to be as uh, acknowledged socially. Right. I feel is like that we have come a long way. Society yes, and, has come a long way with it. There's growing the pains. Community. There's growing pains right. too, though. Like you know, I I understand giving people. They grew up in the South and stuff like where you're not around that like time. Like you just don't know. That's why I'm not hard on people who come off like that. Because most people probably would expect somebody like me to just take him off my Facebook page and this and that. You're entitled to feel the way that you do. My only thing is me and him are very cool with each other as far as like a good working relationship like he talks to me about stuff he said things to me about his girlfriend like things like that but he's knowingly you're he knows you're on his friends list posting right and like then this. you say stuff like that i never comment on it i never say it, anything about it's it. it's like you're thinking this while talking to me though exactly. you know it just makes me wonder but there was a guy last week when he posted it who also works there and he made like a little comment and kind of laughed at you know what the guy said but he hit on me today. Of course, always never, always happens. Right. But this is somebody who I truly, truly, truly thought was just completely transphobic, completely homophobic, that would just never even look towards my way. But for some reason today, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the hair, the makeup. I don't know. But I'm walking out of the bathroom, walking down the hall. Next thing I know, he was like, damn, you got a nice ass. And I'm just like... Wow, which is kind of considered sexual harassment, but it absolutely is right. It's like kind of it is. Yeah, I was just like, wow, and stuff like that makes me wonder about people like him and the one who just posted that because usually it's something internally that you're going through. You're upset because you're attracted to these people, and that's why it's bothering you. You hate yourself for it because a true heterosexual straight man who's comfortable with himself can be friends with a gay person, a trans person, and not even let it bother them. That's when you know. it does is when you are attracted to them. Because I've been told this. Like, well, it's just something about you that is just different. I don't know what it is. No, it's not. I'm just like, no, there's something within yourself. But I hate that shit. And I also hate how everybody who sees stuff like that, they'll write me and ask me or say stuff to me at work. Like, you're not going to say anything? I'm not this advocate or a spokesperson for the LGBT community. Like, I have my views and my feelings. And usually... I don't give a fuck about what you have to say. You can say whatever you want to say. Believe what you want to believe. I'm still going to live my life. But a lot of people feel like I should stand up and say something to him. Yeah, I'm not I don't, going to say anything I don't to think you owe anybody that. No, because um, you're making yourself like an ass anyway, especially with all the shit that I know. But that's another, you know, episode. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you, you can always, it, it seems like it's always the case, uh, the guys that are just uncomfortable, super uncomfortable with it are um closet cases right but uh that kind of reminds me though like there's a shit that's ridiculous you know like too though like people that try to like overdo the social justice stuff here's uh footage from a dsa meeting this weekend and i want you to hear this for the first time this is uh some of the people that are in the dsa okay and some of the people are fine people but a lot of it is this. Listen to this. This is a DSA meeting. Okay. If we want to defeat capitalism, we are going to need a party that will organize working people to fight for the demands that we want and to win socialism. Thank you so much. 
right uh, quick point of privilege. Quick point um, of personal privilege. Yes. Um, guys, uh, first of all, James Jackson, Sacramento, he, him. I just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? I'm one of the people who's very, very prone to sensory overload. There's a lot of whispering and chatter going on. It's making it very difficult for me to focus. Please, can we just, I know it's, we're all fresh and ready to go, but can we please just keep the chatter to a minimum? It's affecting my ability to focus. Thank you. Thank you, comrade. Okay, is there a speaker against name, point chapter, pronoun? Point of personal privilege. Yes. Please do not use gendered language to, to address everyone. The, the lady that he's saying that to, uh, first of all, the guy that's like, uh, the first guy, it's like, these people, like, I guess, just want to have people, like, cater and, like, coddle them, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And that's just not the world, that's not the world we live in, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, uh, I'm sorry, you know, like, I don't think any less of you because of that. Yeah. The, of course not. But to think a whole fucking auditorium of people are going to stop chatting because of something you have a problem with, go collect yourself outside. <laughs> there was somebody on this thread that said they had that same problem and that said this guy needs to, like, step out and collect himself or something. It's rough, but, like, you're going into a crowded fucking auditorium knowing that. Yeah. You have to, like, before you put yourself in that situation, like, think about shit like that. And that last guy is just a fucking, like, a goddamn stereotypical, what, what, what people make fun of. Like, it, it, <laughs> um, here's, a, here's a, uh, another part of it. I'm going to play this t- and, like, just see what you think about it. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Sam Lewis. Uh, he, him. I'm from the New York City DSA chapter. Um, this very simple amendment is to strike the language about forming um, an independent party. Um, I want, in conversation with the authors of the proposal since, I think we're all um, in agreement that we do want to build a mass organization, political organization of the working class that vies for state power. So it's not uh, an attempt to um, get rid of that shared goal. Uh, the problem with the language as I see it is that it counterposes forming an independent working class party with the tactical use of the democratic line. So it's basically saying in the future we will break with um, our tactical use of the democratic line. I think many of us have an agnostic position on that question, right? We want to behave in the most strategic way as um, class politics in this country develops. We don't want to commit to what has historically been a failed strategy in the United States of forming a third-party ballot line. So um, I consider this a a friendly debate. Um, I will be voting for the uh, proposal of whether or not this this passes, uh, but I think it's important to discuss. Thank you. I don't, I don't, he might as well have spoke Spanish, uh, honestly. That clip wasn't what I thought it was. First of all. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he's talking about, but that's a DSA meeting. They knew what he was talking about, so I can't really speak on that. Uh, sound like a different fucking language to me. I'm an idiot, so hence the name of that the show. I just have to say, this is where the nerd in me is going to come out. I don't know if you guys noticed about me, but inside of me and privately, I'm a nerd. I know on the outside, I look like this fashion yeah gorgeous woman yeah you're a real you're a real geek you're a nerd (laughs) fucking you're gonna be wearing some fucking uh avengers t-shirts oh not like that i I know i'm joking i'm joking but um oh and i just said um well that's all that fucking did um so fucking much if he went to anybody's college 
and you took any class where you had to do public speaking, they're going to tell you to limit your ums. Yeah, big fat. And I know I do that and uh, like that. But you're not like a standing up in front of a crowd of people on a panel like speaking. Essentially, though. Yeah, but that's different, though. No, it's annoying. I get that. He's terrible at um, it. And it's yeah. very condescending. His voice is condescending, and he's probably a fucking asshole. He but has one of those Valiger accents, though. Oh, my God. Well, his thing didn't annoy me like the, the first two people. Like the, please stop using gendered language. It's like, dude, you could hear how fat that guy was. Fat- um, could you really? Listen, to- no, could you hear how fat and sweaty that uh, <laughs> that second guy was? Let me find it again. Fat and sweaty. Listen to how fat and sweaty this guy. You can hear it. Against name, point chapter, pronoun. Privilege. Point of personal privilege. Yes. Please do not use gendered language to to address everyone. <laughs> that guy, you can hear how fat he is, and I have a mental he image of him. He cannot breathe. He's tired. He's hungry. Yeah, I have a mental image of him, and uh, he's uh. The mental image is he in my head looks like a really really fat version of uh, I don't even want to say the guy's name he's on a podcast I like listening to. <laughs> no, it's uh it, it it's a podcast. Uh, he he sounds he sounds like he looks like a really really fat Matt Crispin from the show Chapo Trap House. Some of y'all might know what I'm talking about. Matt Crispin, by the way, very funny and smart. Uh, but like he looks kind of like a mad scientist and i picture that guy just being a sweaty fat version of matt chrisman Uh, sweaty fat fuck yeah but Uh, matt Matt chrisman's very funny though and knows what he's talking about Uh, i have uh their book it's a very good book see ah that's better i have uh i can deal with that but the ad yeah please you not gender the fucking (laughs) words please 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 don't gender the fucking words. Oh, somebody, please. I, I need carbs right now. I need car. I need a can of Pringles. My blood sugar is low right now. Could you please give me a can of Pringles? <laughs> somebody on purpose hands him a can of Pringles and like, here she is. Be gentle with her. Please don't gender the Pringles. The sour cream and onions. They're known as they. I cannot. Whose turn is it? Yours or mine? Oh, uh, yours. My turn again? Okay. You you have to cover something. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and talk about the requested topic. So this is for, I don't want to say her name wrong because I feel like I always It's Janae Nuzo. Okay. Hey, Janae girl. Boo. I remember you told me before that um you like to not call you boo. So hey, boo. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> this is about Jacqueline Hill. I know a lot of people don't know who that is. I'm not sure if a lot of our audience does, but if you watch YouTube like I do, and I used to be a vlogger, which I'm going to get back into that soon, hopefully, but Jacqueline Hill is a huge makeup beauty vlogger, influencer, makeup business owner. Like She's like one of the top people. She has over, I think, if I'm not mistaken, 10 million subscribers on YouTube. God damn. Like eight point something on Instagram. She's rolling in it. She's yeah. making money. Is so, she? Do you like her? I do like Jacqueline Hill. A lot of people don't because this is the issue. She, you know, okay, you know how people, once they get a certain level of fame. Yeah, explain, explain to me to where the rest of the audience kind of understands. Okay. If you, if you possibly can. 
Okay. <laughs> Once you reach like a certain level on YouTube or social media or whatever, brands recognize you. So yeah. they start to recognize you and they reach out to you to collaborate, to do sponsorships with them and things like that. So over the years, Jacqueline has done sponsorships for a lot of different makeup companies like Morphe, um, Makeup Geek, companies like that, which are fairly... Um, affordable makeup brands unlike a lot of drugstore stuff yeah kind of like that so she decided to come out with her own makeup line this year it's called Jaclyn Hill Cosmetics and she started off by releasing I want to say 20 different lipsticks when the lipsticks were released they were not good quality. The lipsticks had air holes in them. They had hair. Did you have like, some? No. I didn't order. It was too fucking expensive. It was like $40 a lipstick. Wow. And, and it was the, faulty? Yes. And then for the um, actual set of all of them, it was like, I think, 400 and something dollars. Jesus. I'm, I wish I would. I don't have it, but even if I did, I wouldn't. No. But um, the packaging was awesome. It's like glittery, like diamonds. Like the PR packages came with like diamonds inside of it if you open the um, box it was like lights that lit up it was like real you know whatever you call it hyped up but basically she didn't take the time to really nurture her brand and make sure everything was perfect quality control right there was no quality control at all they just mass produced these lipsticks and shipped them out to people yeah and people were pissed so this girl she wrote her on Twitter and she sent her a picture and it's like a day after it was first released. Jacqueline responded to her and was like, clearly this has been used. Like this is not a brand new lipstick. Um, are your lips moisturized? Are your lips scrubbed? Like you have to scrub your lips and exfoliate before applying the lipstick. Everyone knows that or something like that of that. I'm, it's not exact wording, but something that. Yeah. Scary. Just in that kind of pissy tone. Right. And after that, more people started coming out. More people started tweeting her. Other vloggers were receiving the lipsticks, and they started making videos. Jacqueline has a past of working with other brands, and when she releases stuff, it doesn't is never up to par. As much money as she has, I feel like she could have been more involved. She could have made sure she had a good lab producing this stuff and just made sure the quality was better. Mm -hmm. Long story short, she came out with a video halfway apologizing, but it was like staged and set up in my opinion because she had no makeup on. She was like crying in the video and it just looked Yeah, weird. did it on purpose. Right, like a response, like, okay, I have to look humble, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Since I was a huge bitch on Twitter. Exactly. So she apologized. Apparently she reached out to the girl and, you know, she told all her fans that she would give them full refunds if they sent pictures and emailed JacquelineHillCosmetics.com, yada, yada. She took a break from social media. She deleted her Instagram, Twitter, all of this stuff. But now she's back as of last week. And it was like a makeup tutorial. And to me personally, I don't feel like she has really taken what happened and it's just kind of like I feel I feel like she's still playing the victim yeah like this rich bitch like oh my god everyone hates me because my lipstick horrible but that's up to you to make sure anything that you put your name on and you want it to sell you want people to buy your product and you have all this influence you should have taken the time to make that your baby, basically. You yeah. just wanted to get everything out to meet your deadline, and you wanted people, basically, to, I guess, give you your money back for the money that you spent. 
and she just doesn't seem authentic to me like i'll show you the video later tonight but i don't know i just don't really believe anything that she says anymore it's like i like her because she does makeup really well and she is funny but when it comes to taking responsibility and accountability for her mistakes in her collaborations and producing products it's just not really there it's always somebody else's fault like all oh, the people in the lab they had on fuzzy gloves this and that it was real fucking hair in these lipsticks. There were holes. Nobody wants to place this shit. Then she said, oh, well, it's not harmful. You can put it on your lips. No same person. I don't care if you say it's harmful or not. You're not going to put something like that on your lips. Yeah. There's like bubbles. What happens if that happens? With the bubbles? Yeah. What, what would happen? Like, What's the worst? Well, thing? apparently it's from like some butter or something like mango butter. And yeah. I guess it was under heat. And then when it was being shipped, it was in heat. So, so like, so, so the reason, like the reason somebody wouldn't apply that, like what would it do? I guess they will feel like they would break out or something. Okay. Like, I was just wondering, like, I, I, I didn't know, like. If there was a reason, like I didn't know that. I know what you mean. Specifically, you're not in this world, like yeah. you don't really know a lot about this. Well, I know stuff. like they test that, used to test that it shit just on looks animals. Very and shit, contaminated. So. Yeah, it's my whole thing. And she basically was like blaming everybody else instead of her taking responsibility. And I'm not saying that she has to be a perfect person, but me and most people that are viewing her, if I had a following like that and I had the money to make my own makeup line, I'm going to be there every day. I'm going to be involved in all of the process making sure that my stuff is quality because i want it to sell and i yes. want my business to be successful she really isn't like this she places blame on everybody else instead of taking accountability for it so to answer your question janae janae good lord i know your name i just i, I don't want to pronounce it wrong we've pronounced it wrong in the past <laughs> is the problem right but yeah but um, Janae Nuzo, we got it. Yeah, now. I feel like she has not taken responsibility, and I feel like she's came back like nothing is wrong. I feel like she's sort of taken more time to kind of really talk to her team, maybe get her like a what do they call those people, like an image person, yeah, or something to kind of just hot help person, her. yeah, because it's just it's not working for her at all. She still has followers because people love her. Like I said, I do. But when it comes to that part, like I would never buy your fucking products ever. Right. And that's my opinion on that. I agree. <laughs> no one wants holy, hairy ass lipstick. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, I don't wear Even it, if but it if I did. In diamonds. <laughs> well, we're about towards the end. One thing I just want to say real quick, and it's happened a few times recently. It's just a small pet peeve of mine. I think it's bullshit. Is uh, I'll go do a show, a comedy show. I'll meet a new comic. Okay. Um, a comic I don't know, haven't really heard of. Turns out usually they're pretty funny. Okay. Uh, I'll follow them on social media. A few days pass, no follow back. And it's like, I know you know who the fuck I am. I met you the other night. <laughs> and I just think it's such a fucking ballsy, just petty thing. Maybe even for me to uh, point it out. But, like, if you see me following you and we've done shows together, you can't throw me a follow back. I know that sounds stupid and petty, but do you see where I'm coming from at all? I do. It's fucking, <laughs> it's just like, I don't even know who the fuck you are. I thought the whole thing is supposed to kind of network. It's like a part of it. Right. So, like, I'm doing the part I hate the most. Yeah. And you're going to fucking leave me flat on my ass looking like a fucking idiot? Right. 
I just this whole thing where you're a a stand up comedian that is cocky mm-hmm. is insane to me. And I've said it a hundred times. Oh, but you know it is to me. Yeah, but it's like. Think about what being a stand-up comedian is. I do it. You're a cocky stand-up comedian. Co- yeah. Birmingham, Alabama. You're essentially being cocky and arrogant about being a clown. <laughs> Except that as much preparation that goes into being a clown is more respectable, honestly, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, you're going to tell joke little jokes you wrote down, and you're arrogant about that? It's silly. It's fucking silly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the best uh, person to think of, of crack em ups and jokes and gags. Fuck you. Go fuck <laughs> yourself if you do that. If a comedian you did a show with, whether they were a hack or bad, follow them back. What the fuck does it matter if you're... Uh, how sacred is it uh, like, like sparing a follow for somebody? It's not... And I guess I'm kind of proving, you know, that I'm being stupid about it by saying it's not sacred by making a big deal about somebody not doing it back to me. No, I understand your point 100%. Well, it's point. like when random people follow me on Instagram that are like vloggers and then they Then you stars. follow them back and they unfollow right. you. Right. Yeah, that's the bait and You're switch follow. You're just trying to get follows. Some fucking jackass did that to Louis J. Gomez uh, recently on Twitter. Louis J. Gomez is a, a New York comic, uh, runs Skankfest. Host real ass podcast Legion of Skanks. Uh, I, I I like Louis J Gomez. A lot of people don't. Um, I like him because he 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 really doesn't give a shit what people think. Does it come off douchey sometimes? Absolutely. He has terrible taste in music. Uh, he 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 dresses like uh, he's he from the early two thousands. Like yeah, Tarantino. Yes, <laughs> but um, he, he he dresses like a fucking new metal guy from the early two thousands. Still listens to new metal, which I'm on board for. But he's funny. And uh, I think what he does is respectable. Like, he, 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 he works outside the industry, created his own thing, and makes money off of doing his own fucking thing without having to answer to anybody. That's something I've said before I aspire to. So, um, what was I even getting at? Some guy, oh, oh some guy that bait. Thing. Yeah, some guy that bait and switched followed me. Mm-hmm. Got into it with Luis Gomez. Uh, on Twitter, because it was the cool thing to do at the time. It was during Skankfest, they let Louie... CK uh, do a set on it and a lot of not funny quote unquote comics were making a fuss about it on Twitter and this one dude that bait and switch followed me uh, tried to give him shit and I was just like this guy bait and switch followed me like a month ago like fucking who cares what this guy thinks and he deleted his comment and fucking hid <laughs> and he's also terrible at comedy I looked him up I'm not gonna say his name because I don't remember it <laughs> very not memorable but fuck people like that. I don't know. There's so many... Like, the worst people do comedy. Mm-hmm. I know a handful of people I like that do it. More than a handful, obviously, but very rarely you meet somebody It's like, oh, that guy's fucking cool. Yeah, I can stand to be around this guy. This guy knows how to shut it off for five seconds and not be fucking telling jokes constantly. It takes a lot for me to like a comedian because I'm just not into that world at all. Dude, like, a lot of them. A lot of them. He has introduced me to a couple people that I like. But for the most part, I just, I'm not into that stuff because it's just like, you're not funny. A lot of them aren't. I watch like late night sets now. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what is this? This person's reading memes. 
Memes are going to replace comedy, sadly. They already have. Late-night sets don't mean jack shit anymore, which, if I were given the opportunity to do one, would I do it? Of course. I think it's something to be proud of if you get one. If you're a good comic, anyway. Uh, You know, my friend Dave Ross was just on uh, uh, Corden, so it's like, that's a big deal. If anybody deserves it, it's fucking Dave, by the way. Uh, I know, I'm sure Dave doesn't listen to it, but Dave's always been nice to me. I've opened for him a handful of times. He's always been, like, gone out of his way to be the nicest fucking dude ever. He was one of those dudes in L.A. when I moved to L.A. Like, I saw him, you know, run his show. Mm-hmm. And uh, him and Jake Wiseman, Matt Ingebrets, and all these people. And I'd watch them. And be like, that's my exact sense of humor. Like, I like yeah. these guys. So, it's like seeing him get something like that after. Uh, it was his first late night set. So, it's like for him to finally get that, it was like, that's cool to me. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so it's like, I'm not shitting on all of it, but, it, but, but the tide is kind of turning to where it doesn't mean shit to get a late night set anymore, sadly. Yeah. Uh, it, it's really sad, like, I mean, because that's something for years I aspired to do. Yeah. And now it's not really something I aspire to do. Now I aspire to do, like, build a network with this. Yeah. But, you know, that's kind of like my key thing is, like, you know, try to make this a thing. Yeah. Which I'm working on with the Patreon, and like, uh, if you're not a patron, so that that's a perfect way to end it. Actually, if you're not on our Patreon, go to Patreon.com/slash/TableForOneDumbBoy. Uh, throw five dollars a month into it, like you like you Probably. just heard it. Janae, one of our patrons, uh, and uh, like one of our best fucking fans, she, uh, you know, suggests stuff, and we talk about it all the time. You get that with us. Like, $5 a month, does Netflix do that? No. Does Hulu do that? No. Does HBO Go do that? And they all cost more, and they're going up, too. Mm -hmm. The price is never going to change on ours. $5 a month, you get a free fucking episode each week to supplement this one. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about what you want to. Communicate with us on it. I read that shit every day. Yeah. And if you get on there, so help me God, I I will not skip one fucking thing. I will at least bring it up. If it's something fucking stupid, I'll bring it up. I won't say it's stupid. (laughs) Unless you want me to. If you're into that, I'll do it. I'm your fucking slave. I work for y'all. So get on there. Patreon.com slash table for one dumb boy. $5 a month gets you four fucking bonus episodes a month. What? Four. Four. And that's a supplement one that we put out for free each week. And I'm telling you, ask Janae, ask any of these other fucking patrons. They will tell you that it is worth it. Yeah, but that's one of the reasons why I continue to do this because of the feedback, and I enjoy doing this with you. Me too. My friend Adam Condra throws in five bucks a month. Mm-hmm. He loves it. He loves it. He's a great guy. <laughs> He's one of those people that you meet in comedy that you fucking are like, I like that guy. This guy knows how to turn it the fuck off. I can talk to this guy about real shit. I just got Tony Soprano vibes when you did that. Oh, I thought you meant from Adam. No, when you was like, who is Adam? Oh, he's a... Jesus, the guy you were just talking about. Yeah, he's a fucking comic. I know, remember I brought his name up. And also, fuck, go buy Adam's album. (laughs) Adam's helped me out. I'm going to help Adam out. Go buy his fucking album back when he had hair. It's on Spotify, but you want to buy that fucking thing. It's a good album. It sounds fucking amazing. Whenever I record my album, I'm using that guy he used. And I actually kind of want to record it where he recorded it. Not to steal Adam's fucking whole thing, but Adam, buddy, I I, I want to record at Druid City, man. Let's make it happen. I'll pay for it. I need to get 
the wheels moving on that. I need to run this material. Also, yeah, I'm still working on booking shows in New York, but uh, on October 1st, I'm doing Wilson Comedy at Father Knows Best in Bush Bushwick. Uh, that's uh, hosted by Kevin Socher, Noah Gardenswartz, and Shaliwa Sharp. I think I said her fucking name wrong because I'm an idiot, but that all comes around full so- circle. Look at the fucking name of the show. <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks. I don't have anything to add. Do you? I don't. Later. All right. Bye. Patreon.com slash table for one dumb boy. Bye-bye. And so